Hey guys, it's Rachel, your host. Welcome to the Fearless Podcast. Today we'll be talking about how to deal with body image issues. So fun. (laughs) I really feel like this is such an important topic to cover because in this day and age with Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, magazines, and so on, it's so easy to see other people and just feel really insecure about yourself. And I know I used to feel really insecure about myself too. And to some degree, I guess I'm still not 100% like uh, perfect with my body. I mean, I do struggle with trying to lose weight, which is actually ironic because if you knew me growing up, I was actually very skinny and anorexic. And now I'm over here trying to lose a few kilos, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm eating, I'm going out to the gym every morning and I'm trying to be healthy, but I'm not trying to obsess about it. Um, but yeah, anyway, as a Christian, I sometimes think that we brush over this topic a little bit too easy. We would just kind of like give everyone a blanket statement and just say, oh, well, everyone, you know, God made us all beautiful. And this is just so silly to worry about this stuff and we should just get over it. But it isn't that easy. It's one thing to say it, but it's actually another to believe it. And it's so hard. It's so hard. I'm not going to deny it. It's really hard to believe positive things about yourself when all you're thinking is the negative. I struggle with that all the time. But let's start from the very beginning. And for me in this podcast, it's always going to be, okay, what does the Bible say about this topic? And the Bible actually has a lot to say about our physical bodies. In the very beginning of Genesis chapter 1, it talks about how when God created humanity, he took the dust of the earth and formed Adam's body. And then he later formed the first woman, Eve, out of a rib from Adam's side. So it also says, that they were designed specifically by God to reflect his own image. If you jump forward to the Bible, to the story of Leah and Rachel in Genesis 29, it's clear that they're both very different in terms of physical appearance. And that's true for us today. We're all different. We're not going to fit into the mold of culture's ever-changing standard of beauty. And that's what we need to realize. Our body, most of the time, is a direct result of the attention we pay to a particular culture's ideas of what is acceptable. We should just try to work on accepting our genetics, work on accepting different shapes and sizes, appreciate your own body, (laughs) question messages portrayed in the media, you know, like what are they trying to push? Recognize the influence of air-touched photos and eating disorders. You don't know, a person could have done some pretty serious things in order to look the way that they do. Do you really want to go through all of that? Is it really worth going through all of that? You know, where we get mixed up is when we assume that our physical appearance is where our value comes from. I've fallen into this trap so many times growing up and sometimes, for example, on one end of the spectrum, if we pride ourselves in our appearance too much, we just become arrogant and full of ourselves and we believe like, okay, well, the the world revolves around us. I can get by on my looks and, you know, this isn't going to change. I can do whatever I want and get whatever I want just because I'm pretty. And on the other hand, the reverse is true. If we believe that we're ugly and disgusting, then it's it's the same thing. We're focusing so much on ourselves and our appearance that we end up hating ourselves because we're obsessing over the way that we look and it's not to our standard and it's not what we want and we're just putting ourselves down. But either way, on both cases, it's because we're focusing so much on ourselves. Proverbs 31 verse 30 says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Now, this could easily apply to guys also, but we should strive to not believe the lie that if our outside was prettier, then we should be happier, more at peace and overall feeling optimistic on the inside. 
The reality is that our joy and our freedom doesn't come from our appearance because one day you're going to get old, you're going to wrinkle, you know, (laughs) hate to burst your bubble, but like you're not going to have your looks forever. We need to stop being so self-focused, but understand that we should measure ourselves not by the world system, the world's measurement system, but by God's system, because freedom is definitely found in self-forgetfulness. I love some... 139 so much it gives me so much hope I read it often to help myself whenever I'm struggling with my value or my body image and this is what it says from verses 13 to 17 for it was you who created my inward parts you knit me together in my mother's womb I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made your works are wondrous and I know this very well my bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All of my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God, how precious your thoughts are to me. How vast their sum is. That's so good. I would recommend having this verse somewhere in your room or your house where you can easily see it so it's a constant reminder of what God thinks of you and your body because if this is true and we are, you know, remarkably and wondrously made, then we can't disagree with how we're designed. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 9 says, Woe to the one who argues with his maker, one clay pot among many. Does clay say to the one forming it, what are you making? Or does your work say he has no hands? And the answer is no. The, the clay wouldn't say that. I'm a creative person and I love creating things all the time, but I have never have I ever had a moment in the middle of where I'm creating something and it starts to look back at me and turn around and starts criticizing me uh, of what I'm doing. That's like some Disney stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> Once I finish creating whatever it is I'm making, I get to enjoy it because it's doing exactly what I created it to be. And it works according to how I've functioned it to work. And God feels the same way with us. When we start doing what we're d- made to do, whether that's to create art, solve math problems, play sport, whatever it may be that we're gifted and talented to do, God sees that and he goes, oh, well, that's my girl. That's my boy. You know, they're doing exactly what I made them to do. Amazing. They're functioning completely how I've designed them. And it's it's amazing. It's, It's a truly amazing gift. So, One thing that I've tried to get into the habit of doing is getting underneath my real emotions. God designed our emotions to be gauges, not guides. We're not meant to follow everything we feel. Feelings can lie to us, and it doesn't necessarily mean that something is real just because we feel it. And this is something that we really need to grow in, I feel. Everybody, everybody needs to grow in self-control over your feelings. Feelings are meant to inform me of something, not dictate what I do. Emotions like joy, affection, fear, or anger, they just reveal what's what my heart loves and values because emotion is a gauge. Romans chapter 8 has a lot to say on this topic, and I would recommend reading it if you get the chance. Anyway, if I tell myself, okay, I feel fat, I feel ugly, I shouldn't accept that as fact just because I said so. I should stop and reflect for a few moments and realize that that's just a statement to avoid my real feelings. When you start thinking those thoughts, practice to stop and to think about what you're actually thinking about. Just try to acknowledge what you're really feeling underneath that statement. Um, Because if this continues and you let your negative thoughts to continue, it could lead to depression, shyness, social anxiety, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, you, you name it. Appreciate who you are. Appreciate your body. Realize that you're a masterpiece. 
For example, if you're a woman, <laughs> hello, you have the ability to create life. How cool is that? And if you're a mum, look at you. You push that thing out. You can. You did that. You did that. That's impressive. Look at you go. <laughs> you know, just appreciate appreciate the body that you're put in. Look what you've look what you're doing. The last thing I want to say is this. First Peter chapter three, verses three to four says, don't let your beauty consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles and wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather what is inside the heart, the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit. What is of great worth in God's sight? I don't want to sound corny, but really at the end of the day, what really matters is the heart and what's inside of it. Because like I said before, you know, one day you're going to get old, you're going to get wrinkly, you're going to lose your appearance. And at the end of the day, what's going to shine through in your personality, what comes out of your heart. So your heart is what really matters. What is inside your heart? Have you ever thought about it? Is it anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, or is it peace, love, and joy? This verse is saying here that outward things like clothes, makeup, jewelry, whatever, your Instagram feed, I don't know, whatever, in time will be lost. It will no longer exist. It will perish and it will decay one day. But as Christians, we believe that if you trust in and live for Jesus, then you will die and you'll be with him in heaven. And none of this will matter ever, ever again. (laughs) The workmanship of God that was created in righteousness and holiness will not be lost. It will not perish. And what I mean by that is when you let the Holy Spirit, when you let God through the Bible work on your heart those are the things that you're eventually going to bring with you into heaven so cultivate your heart not your face or your body it says here of a gentle and quiet spirit now I know that some people might take that the wrong way and they might be like oh well that's just you know weak but being meek and gentle isn't actually a pushover trait in the Bible it means that it's patience under suffering humble and teachable This gentleness and patience is actually a fruit of the Spirit, and it's exactly what God wants to create in your heart. It's lovely, and it's of great worth in God's sight. Anyway, I really hope that this episode helps to give you some kind of hope in dealing with body image issues. I'm trying really hard not to just give a blanket statement of how to deal with it, you know, because I know that you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm cured now. Off I go. Because, you know, this is going to be a continuing thing. This is going to be a continuing thing that you need to work on. You're not going to fix your body image issues overnight. So yeah, I really hope that this episode today gives you some hope, gives you some perspective into what really matters most. So maybe... Ask yourself, what are some things you can think about your body today that you may have probably taken for granted? What have you taken for granted about your body, the body that you're born in, the body that you have, you know? Um, What are some personal action steps that you can take today to love the body that you have? Yeah, so just think about those things. And I really hope, again, this episode has encouraged you. Um, I really hope you have a great week. And if there's anything in particular you want to hear about on the podcast, please let me know. And I'll see you next Monday. Bye.